0: Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is Normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to this week's Under the Noise with me, Wynne Morgan, and my co-host, Kate Roberts. Hello, Kate. Hi, Wynne. And today, delighted to be sharing with you, Mure, who's been a friend for at least four years. It might be five, but neither of us can really remember if it was January 2017 or January of 2018. Um, However, there's a memory there that may or may not come out. And I'm more likely to tell anyone if someone buys me a cup of coffee about what Mer just told me of that first memory. Before we get into what we're gonna talk about today, Mer, I just wanted to say something about you that I really admire. And I did warn you I might embarrass you before we started, I didn't think you might not know what I would say, whether it was a nice thing or something else. And this is a nice thing. You are one of those people to me that I instantly, I am instantly disarmed. My ego is instantly disarmed. My insecurities are instantly disarmed when I'm around you. And I remember that from the first time we met. That's what I remember of you in the January of four or five years ago. And I know enough about you over that time to know that I'm not the only one that you have that effect on. So it's been a thrill um, to have set this up that we can all listen to you for a while today.
1: Mm, Thank you, Wynn.
0: Now, the first question we like to ask is... How would you introduce yourself to someone who'd never met you or heard your name before?
1: I might say this. <clears throat> I, am, I am someone who has glimpsed how, how exquisite and gorgeous we all are. And and that glimpse has has absolutely changed my experience of being alive. And I'm still making friends with being human. <laughs> like that's that, that's the learning curve. I'm not that there's not more beauty to glimpse, but I'm just I'm just someone that's really still in the trenches with putting my arms around being human. And those are both kind of both always happening in me
0: there's so much in what you just said that could be jumping off points to where it would be interesting for this conversation to go today but if it's okay with you i'd love to know what the difference is in the before and after
1: i think i i could express it in a few different ways and one that comes to mind is I I really thought that I was not the same thing as everybody else. I mean, I have have mountains of memories of feeling utterly alone. And I mean that in every context, (laughs) like uh, with my family, Uh, with friends with my community with my religion and I I remember distinctly I would um, we used to go on trips quite a bit with my family and just traveling to other places in the world and I I just never it never ever ever occurred to me that I was the same as everybody else and and when I when I got this glimpse of who and what we actually are that that aloneness just vanished and I, I went from thinking i was 1% like everybody else and 99% unique to the opposite of that like i just i just felt like all the way to my bones we are all the same and i am made of the same stuff as everybody else and i'm in the same the same game and, and we're all completely messed up and totally gorgeous. <laughs> like, and it's, and it's, all, it's all okay. So th- that's one expression I would give to it. Another one would be just overwhelming relief that I'm okay. That any experience I'm having can't make a dent it can't get me it can't, it can't it literally doesn't have the power to get me off track or to actually mess me up like there was so much relief and freedom in that and it and so i i stopped i stopped giving enormous amounts of energy and time that i had spent trying to save myself and it's interesting because on this side I still love to explore and to learn and to I mean I've got hundreds of books around me like it's not like I stopped dipping and diving and and adventuring but the desperation isn't in it anymore the just that raw neediness to get somewhere different so that I can breathe, so that I can relax, so that I can be okay. And I still don't relax a whole bunch of the time, but it's just not as big of a deal as it used to be.
0: And you said you had a glimpse of something that accounts for the difference in those two ways of expressing the before and after. How do you put into words the glimpse of what you so ununderstood.
1: Kyle, I don't think I can. I can try but yeah. it was like the visual that's in my head is like I I was I was in the middle I was in the the middle of this enormous pile of, of human mess and chaos you know that to me was my own, psychology and my past and my relationship with my parents and blah, 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 blah. And, and I knew somewhere in it was this, you know, golden thread, like there was something worthy in there somewhere. There was something redeemable. There was something that I touched and felt and, and hung on to and stroked (laughs) once in a while. But, but what I saw gave me this realization that what before I perceived as a thread was like a galaxy. It was like an ocean and all that mountain that, that I was lost in all the time of all that stuff was just, you know, it was just dust. It was just smoke. Like it was just something happening in the ocean know if that makes any sense but it just it it's so it's so flipped my entire orientation towards myself towards people towards life towards god as i understood god and and it it just it felt like i was floating (laughs) because all the weight all the weight was gone there was just I fell in love with myself. That's what I did. And I and I fell in love with everybody. I remember standing up at the end of that first week of super coach and saying something like all of you look like there's way less wrong with you than it looked to me a week <laughs> ago. You know, I just the whole the whole psychology of ourselves just looked you know, like a like a piece of flint on my sweater. Mm. It was just so unbelievably gorgeous.
0: So let's see if I I grasp that then then. What looked like a solid mountain became a piece of fluff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like um I had I had spent literally twenty years more trying to forgive and get over and let go of and conquer and whatever, you know, feelings I had towards my past and my parents. And I mean, I tried hard. I knew it was a good idea. I tried so hard. And, and when this, when this shift happened, when this glimpse came across my plate, it, it literally just went poof. It was just poof, and it was gone. All those feelings that I'd slaved to get rid of, they were just gone. How that was amazing.
0: I do find it extraordinary how poof and it's gone is what it feels like to go from 99% different to 99% the same and various ways of saying the same thing that well, I know the three of us have got that glimpse of too Yeah Now, if the person listening to you didn't have a clue what you were talking about what might you say?
1: Gosh, I don't know One of my favorite analogies that I I don't remember where I heard it, but it's coming to mind of living your life in a library. And then all of a sudden realizing that there was an entire rest of the house and rest of the world outside the house. And that, that rest of the world outside the house is what I glimpsed and is what it is what reaches out to all of us all the time. You know, it's that, it's that moment of, of longing for something purer and simpler. It's that moment of, you know, when you, when you just trip into those little pools of complete rest without trying, they just happen. Or those moments of, grace when you're fully with somebody and looking in their eyes and you just know there's something gorgeous that you don't see very often that's touching you you know it's just that it, it's it's there it's in you it's in all of us and we're we're liter- it's it's literally as simple as we're just in our heads and so we we can't quite see it but it's, it's like it's on the tip of your mental tongue, <laughs> you know, all the time, always. And so e- even if someone thinks this woman is <laughs> gone loony, like, yes, I get it. I hear what you're saying. And yet I also think that someone listening to me does know what I'm talking about, even if they don't know yeah. up in their head what I'm talking about, because it's so much bigger than words. And it's territory we all know, no matter what words we use or don't. Mm -hmm. I was reading
2: something this morning where the author was talking about how when we hear something or see something in that way, that it's like, truth is like a a tuning fork for our being. we automatically without even knowing that we're doing it we turn towards that without question or something changes without even knowing that it's different and we don't ever get to go back we're changed it's done like there's not ever a space to go back to where you didn't tune towards that truth And I love that, and I need that to be true. That's what it feels like.
1: Yes, I love that. Thank you. That's so true in my experience as well. I've always loved those words, vibrate and resonate. Because it's way beyond our mind. It's just something in us just turns and vibrates. It's beautiful.
0: One thing I remember from, I don't know, it's probably 45. No, it can't be that long. How old am I? 35 years ago, possibly a little longer. Between 35 and 40 years ago, when I did physics in what you would call high school comprehensive school here in the UK and I learned about resonance the physics of resonance and that every entity has resonance which is the frequency at which it will vibrate naturally and there's something that just triggered that memory in listening to the two of you just now because truth has resonance to human beings natural frequency that takes us back. And as Kate, you just said, that we're never the same once we felt it again. It's a feeling that can't really be described fully, only felt. And I remember, you know, a silly example, but the bus that took me back from school to home, had a resonance to it. And that's why it would shudder at a certain speed and the bus can have a resonance with 30 school kids in it. And it's matter and energy, which is what we all are made of anyway. Well, you know, as a side point there, so if everything has a natural frequency of which it vibrates called resonance, then when we feel it of course it's the feeling of home and not for the first time
1: of course and you know i wish there was a better word than feeling feeling doesn't seem i don't know you know i wish there were a better word yeah it's it's a it really is a full body vibration
0: which can turn a thread into a universe or an ocean.
1: Yeah, it's that much bigger than our minds.
2: Yeah. Or how did you, after you caught this glimpse and it changed so deeply for you, how did you see it show up in your life? in your kind of your human moment-to-moment experience? What did you notice?
1: Oh, gosh, so many things are running through my mind. Um, one of the first things that happened was I started laughing more. And, it, and in particular, I... I mean, I was in a habit and a pattern of having my hands in multiple things, trying to heal and get better from physical, mental, emotional things, the whole, the whole gamut. And when I, when I saw that I was already golden and well, I just couldn't stop laughing at how hard I had tried And and maybe that's a funny reaction. Maybe I should have felt grief or anger or something, but it just, it was just so funny to me, you know, and I, and I, I felt compassion towards myself because it was so honest. But, and I think the laughter was, was just evidence of, of the relief more than anything. Another thing that, that I noticed in my life was just how much easier it was to fall in love with people. Like it was effortless. I mean, I remember I, I was traveling with with Michael soon after that all over the world for a year. And I was on, in lines and on planes constantly. And the conversations I would have with people sitting next to me or just standing next to me in the ticket line, how we'd be in tears within five minutes. Or we'd be sharing oranges and giving each other a hug within two minutes. I mean... There was just no barrier. Yeah, that was amazing. And then um, another place that showed up was with my own kids. I have three boys. And I felt so much angst in trying to save them. And and when I saw that this, this ocean was what they were made of as well, and it, you know, it was just a little glimpse of that. It wasn't enormous, but I saw that. And and just because that was in my world, like it just looked like it, it was so much easier to just enjoy them rather than constantly be monitoring and managing and correcting. And so I, I became a way more hands-off parent. and And it feels like, now, most of what I do is just, in an organic way, is just point them to who and what they actually are, that they've already got everything they need. And while that's easier, don't get me wrong, I still have mom angst, oh, plenty, plenty of the time, but it looks so much more simple than it used to and, and much less heavy. And another way that it really changed was in my experience of religion. It went from being enormously complicated to to utterly simple. And instead of this game of trying to get back to God or get to God, it just became about exploring and discovering the world through the eyes of God. And it just, it just, it very quickly became only and always and ever about love. And so a lot of angst and complicated issues and rocky struggles and all kinds of things just lost their grit really quick. And I, one other thing I would just add is that I, I have been in an experience of frequent pain for a long long time physical pain and it did not go away from this glimpse but my experience of it shifted profoundly in in a way I I guess because I understood that I could be okay and be in pain in the very same moment and I understood that pain was transient, that it comes and that it goes, that my mind had a picture of it being a permanent thing. I don't even like the word chronic really anymore because it is something that comes and goes, even though it comes a lot. (laughs) It it is something that comes and goes, and that changed my relationship with it. And I'm still on that journey, absolutely, but there's much more space and kindness and compassion, and possibility in that relationship than there used to be. Huge. Yeah. I'll throw one more out there just because it's in my head. I used to spend hours and hours and hours preparing to teach or to give a talk or to give a lesson or whatever in, you know, in, in any context. And I just really, my, my time with Michael, really, I think that was probably my biggest gift in that time is just seeing, oh, I can completely rely on what arises in me in the moment. And it's infinitely better than anything I can plan. And that's made my life so much easier just to know I can step into any, any circumstance and the words will come. What a relief. And what an adventure. I don't know if I know that yet.
2: I have to know that that's the way that it works. Sometimes I still think these other things are off limits. To that, like they don't apply somehow. But
1: then I know that's not to do either. Yeah, you get kind of on to yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of fun. And it's kind of beautiful how it's okay. Like that, that's been a journey for me. Like it's okay if things don't go poof, <laughs> just because something did once <laughs> doesn't mean everything has to or gets to or needs to.
2: That's kind of cool too, because like unwrapping gifts all the time, all year, every day. But I don't know if, like, if it all just showed up at once, if we would get to really experience the value of each time we see it, or the value of not seeing it.
1: I had never quite thought of it like that. value of not seeing it yeah that's something i don't see (laughs) that sounds really really awesome that must be why being human is awesome you know if i if i'm really honest which I try to be, this, this glimpse allowed me to see that it, it's fully okay that I'm having a human experience. It's not gonna be the end of me. It's gonna be okay. But the, the thing that I'm that I'm still at least half blind to is that it's good news. It's good news to be human. you know like there's a there's a part of me that would i just assume be done (laughs) you know i i'm i'm happy to to move on to the next experience i'm not loving it i know i'm good i know i'm okay i know i'm safe but i'm not really fully enjoying it and that that's um that's what's unfolding for me in the moment is i'm not sure i see that very clearly you know i i think I think I could actually enjoy being human even a lot more than I already am. And I I think, I think I'm guessing I'm glimpsing the secret to that is literally just being where you are, being where I am. And that, that simplicity of not having to categorize my thinking or my state of mind or whatever symptoms are arising in my body at the moment or and it and it's not that i need to turn my back on it because it's not significant it's that i need to drop into it not in my thinking about it not in my psychoanalyzing about it not in my horrible stories about what it means but just in it itself you know under the noise Right. And and that's what I'm seeing right now is dropping in is the gift. That's the opening. Not dismissing it as, oh, it's just thought. Oh, it's just transient. Oh, it's just this. Oh, it's just like literally dropping in. Like I'm seeing that life can act, life is actually guiding that part. You know, our well being is guiding that part. And yeah, it creates smoke of crazy thinking and neuroses and all of that. But but beneath it, it is inviting us somewhere, somewhere new. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that that's the that's the present I'm unwrapping at the moment.
2: Not needing it to be
1: different.
0: That's one I keep forgetting. Wanting things to be different under the illusion that that would be a better day, life. And yet in the bigger picture, what I'm forgetting is the experience itself is the bigger gift that I did not think was a gift. Exactly.
1: Exactly. that the powers in what is arising Mm. not anywhere else it's not an easy thing to see when it's pain that's arising or a crappy state of mind or depression or fear or you know (laughs) but what if it's true That's the question I'm swimming in. What if that's actually true? Something's vibrating, is what I'm saying. (laughs) Something's resonating with it.
0: Myr, this has been glorious. A wonderful meandering, deep, yet lighthearted at times conversation about what you've noticed and what we've noticed too
1: thank you thank you what a beautiful place to be with you oh thank you
2: yeah you've been listening to under the noise i'm kate roberts and i'm here with my co-host win morgan and today we got to hear from her thanks again Mer. thank you lots of love yeah If you have any questions or comments, please reach out. Or if you have any topics that you would love for us to explore our details, follow the podcast. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynne or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and Kate at KateRobertsCoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.